Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. He is our friend, Keith Smith. Keith, what's going on, buddy? Hey, it's funny you did that. The sprinkler guy is right outside replacing some sprinkler heads for us right now. Hey, there you go. Yeah, irrigation, it's a thing. Well, it's uh, out here is definitely a thing when we we have so little rain, Keith. When we do get rain like we did yesterday, it's a little maddening when you see like a a commercial property that's just watering the lawn in the rain. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I know how that goes here in Florida. Uh, Keith, give us your thoughts on the Jazz offseason thus far. What do you think about uh, what they've been able to do? I thought with very little uh, limited resources, they had an outstanding offseason. I think getting Rudy Gay is huge for them. I think I don't know how many people have watched him the last couple of years, considering he's been on the Spurs. They've been a little bit down, but he has kind of reinvented himself. He's no longer the 3 4 uh, Rudy Gay that he once was. He's now more of a 4 5 uh, type of player. And I think that that uh, added maybe a year or two to his career that he might not have had otherwise. I think getting Eric Paschal in a trade with the Warriors for essentially nothing was, was great work. He showed some promise a couple of years ago. And I I think that's a, a nice get. And then Hassan Whiteside, I'm not a super huge fan of him, but for the minimum as a backup center, you can't really go go wrong with that because if it's not working out, you just cut him and move along to the next guy. And then in the draft, getting Jared Butler is good. And I know they, they gave up a first-round pick and they moved on from Derek Favors, but I get it. There's, there's, it's, it's, there's a limit to how much tax you're going to pay, but I think it was good that they turned right around and said, hey, it's not just about avoiding the tax. We're, we're going to go back into where we're still going to add talent to the team. And that's something if I was a Jazz fan, I'd be very excited about. So when you consider Rudy Gay, and you just talked about him being a 4 or 5, and you have Rudy Gobert and you've got Boyan Bogdanovich, how do you best incorporate him? Under what scenarios, what situations, and how many minutes do you give him at this point? He's probably a 20 to 24 minute a night guy off your bench that can, uh, in the right matchups, unless it's, he's not going to go out there and defend Joel Embiid, but most backup fives he can more than hold his own against. And, and then he can still play against any of the fours in the league. So I think you're kind of looking at a position of, you're, you're going to spot him in the right matchups if you need him to do a little bit more if a guy's out or someone's in foul trouble or just they don't have it going or Gay has it uh, really working at night. You play him 25 minutes and, and go forward. But most nights you're probably in that 20-minute or so range off your bench, and that should keep him healthy and fresh all the way into to the uh, postseason. Can he be up? What was that? Can he play defense anymore? Oh, yeah, he can still play some defense. He's he's never going to be – He's not. you're not putting him in there to stop guys and shut guys down. But against backup four or fives in the league, yeah, he can hold his own without any issue. Keith Smith is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Keith, what do you think about the Lakers offseason acquiring Russell Westbrook and uh, the rest of the um, uh, veterans in the league? <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. My, my favorite joke was LeBron told the front office, if you weren't old enough to have rented videos at Blockbuster, you weren't allowed to play on the team. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought that was a good one. Um, yeah, I think the starting with the Westbrook trade, it, it's a – I think it's fine in the regular season. 
I'm putting the over-under somewhere around 40, 50 games that those three guys actually all play in together. I I think it's very uh, unlikely we're going to see them each play much more than 60 to 65 games. I think that's just the point in the career we're at with LeBron and Westbrook and then Davis. It's always something with him that keeps him sidelined. Uh, so regular season, always probably having two or two of the three. That's great. That'll be fine. It's going to be in the playoffs where we'll find out because we've seen what teams do to Russell Westbrook. They essentially treat him almost like Ben Simmons where it's, Hey, we're just not going to play you, or we're going to let you shoot. We're going to let you, you know, do your thing, you know, from outside and those kind of things. And and that 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 can be really tough. So I think we're in a position now uh, with him where it's just it's not great. So so it's uh we'll we'll see how that works out. Then the other part, the way they filled out the roster, I think they did pretty good. You know, get, considering they didn't have a whole lot to offer, guys. I thought they, yeah, they won with a lot of older players, but I think those older players still have enough game left that they can be helpful players. And again, much like kind of Hassan Whiteside, as I said with him, a lot of those guys are on minimum contract. So if it's not working out, you just move on from them and you go, you go on to the next guy. So who else helped themselves in this offseason? Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about the Heat. Do you think that was an advancement for them? And is, are there any other teams that impressed you? Yeah, I think the Heat uh, did a pretty good job of kind of rebuilding on the fly after a disappointing season after making the finals. But I do worry a little bit about their depth. If you look at their depth chart right now, it's Tyler Hero, then Marquise Morris, Dwayne Dedman. They've been kind of in and out of lineups and on and off teams the last couple of years. And it's a lot of unproven guys because we don't know what we're going to get out of Victor Oladipo. But they've still got a couple open roster spots. Maybe that that's the way they go about filling out uh, their depth a little bit. And they kept enough of their mid-level exception behind that they can probably uh, do something there to uh, sign somebody in season if they need to. I think the Atlanta Hawks did a good job adding a couple veterans and then retaining players. Uh, I think that was was a good piece of work for them. Uh, I think the uh, Clippers did a nice job kind of rebounding, even though they're not going to have Kawhi Leonard for a while. I think that's a, a, big, a big addition. Then I think the New York Knicks did, did a really nice job as well with, with the way they kind of built out their team. I, I think they're, they didn't overcommit to guys uh, for very long-term money, but in the short term, they've made themselves better as well. Keith, was there a move this offseason that left you scratching your head like saying, huh? <laughs> yeah, the DeMar DeRozan contract was a lot. I think it's probably fine this year. It's going to be the next couple years where that starts to maybe look a little questionable. I also think it's a little weird with the Bulls because now you've got an awful lot of guys who are going to need touches. Uh, Levine needs the ball a lot. DeRozan needs the ball a lot. Lonzo Ball, to make the best uh, of his passing skills, he needs the ball as well. Um, and then Nikola Vucevic is the guy who needs to be involved in your offense if you're going to get the best part of him. So the Bulls are one of those teams I'm looking at. If it all works and everybody can sacrifice, it's probably going to be really good. But if it doesn't go that way, they have real disaster potential. And that's tough for a team that's invested heavily salary-wise and draft-wise in trades over the next few years. So, we, Jake and I were talking about this the other day. and I was, If you had to pick out some GM or personnel person who really has impressed you in the NBA, really the top at the pinnacle of the NBA as far as 
being able to manage the salaries and uh, being able to spot talent and find ways to either acquire one way or the other signing or trading for that talent, who's at the top of your list? I think the easy choice there is Masai Ujiri. I think he and Bobby Webster in Toronto have done an incredible job. The way they have built that team, obviously they won the championship a couple years ago. But then that team also, they found guys late in the first round, second round, undrafted players that have all panned out and looked really, really good. And and when they go and trade for a player, it immediately kind of raises my eyebrow a little bit of, or what are they maybe seeing that I haven't seen or other teams haven't seen? So I think they uh, they probably lead the pack in the NBA as far as kind of doing it the right way. It's also a team that they're not afraid. Masai will take the home run swing if he thinks it'll work out. Kawhi Leonard only played a year there, but they won a championship. So who really cares? It doesn't matter. You know, flags fly forever. So it's one of those things where I think he has done a really – a remarkable job, especially considering that's not necessarily a market that a lot of uh, players are clamoring to get to in Toronto. Keith, thank you very much for dropping by the show. As always, we really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Keith. That's our friend Keith Smith. Does a great job uh, covering the NBA. Really likes what the Jazz did in the offseason. Do you agree with most of what he said? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, getting into his, la- his last answer, Ujiri, I think is as good an answer for your question as any. Yeah, I agree with and that. And that's not an easy market to do it in. I mean, not that the city's particularly small, but being in, a, in Canada presents its own unique challenges. Yeah, yeah. Mainly like they played in Tampa Bay last year. Do you think the Clippers are better? I don't know. Because um, that's bad news for the Jazz. No, I mean, no. I don't necessarily think they're better. He does. He could be right, but... I'm eager to see those teams play again, even in the regular season. I, I, I want to see how it goes. Well, you're not going to see Kawhi for a while. Yeah, that's true. When are they predicting him to be back? End of the regular season, I think, at the earliest. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, think about it. Uh, if he he had surgery, when was it? Late June? Was it? Yeah. It was either late June or early July. Mm-hmm. So, But the Jazz struggled against that team even without Kawhi. Yeah, he's still the best player on the team. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, but I agree with you completely. I, I am not sold on the Russell Westbrook thing uh, with the Lakers, and, and, and I, I really don't know how that's going to go. Uh, and it really, it seems like I've, I've read around on it a little bit, Jake, and it seems like the, the, uh, the opinion is split across NBA observers. Well, LeBron's never been wrong before. <laughs> never? I, I just think, like, uh, it's it's interesting looking at it considering the deal they almost made was Buddy Heald, who I actually think would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Would be exactly what they need. A little outside shooting. And somebody who can play uh, alongside Anthony Davis for the long haul if they like the fit. You know, he's a young and up-and-coming player. And you heard what he just said, that teams are going to back off Russell and make him make perimeter shots. In fact, uh, Gordon, I came uh, across an interesting um, uh, article today from Tim Bontemps in ESPN. He anonymously talked to some scouts and executives. And uh, I thought some of their opinions were pretty interesting. We should, and the Jazz are included in some of the questions. So maybe we should go through that in the five o'clock hour. Sounds good. All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.